Welcome back, my friend. This is Dustin Nemos of the Nemos News Network, where we continue to break the cycle of fake news. Now, we're closer than ever to World War III and also to Civil War. I'm going to go through all of this and more, including President Trump's recent onslaught against the protests, the riots, I should say, the terrorists looting and burning down American cities, as well as what's cooking in China between not only Taiwan and China, but also the United States and China. We're going to dive into this and more right after a short word from our Patriot sponsors. Here we go. There was a time when I had my head in the sand. Then I found out that power players pass lies for truth and truth for lies, especially in areas of life and health. I used to stay quiet, and now I speak up. I red pill my family. I red pill my friends. And I support redpillliving.com. Red Pill Living has real health products that support longevity, vitality, and detoxification against the deep state attacks on your health. It's redpillliving.com. Wake up. Stand up. Speak up. Nemosnewsnetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. Now, we see in recent weeks and months, the Democrats have been using the coronavirus fear, hype, you know, whatever you want to, even if you do believe it's real, they have definitely been using it to, to implement draconian measures, lock down society, shut down businesses, shut down freedom of speech, shut down all sorts of other things. And it's interesting that while they're doing all of that in parallel, the only group that seems to be allowed to go out in public anymore with, with a mask off or not would be Antifa and the BLM riots. So these groups are getting out of jail free passes. And I mean that literally in some cases. Uh, often not even getting bail, often even having their charges dropped or having someone pay bail for them, like Hollywood raising millions of dollars, over $15 million, to pay the bail for Antifa rioters and looters. I cannot believe it. Now, President Trump is finally responding to that. I'd say it's definitely due, and I understand his delay. He's been waiting, making sure that the world understood that he is not being the tyrant here. It is in fact the Democrat governors playing politics and it's now up to him to step in and maintain peace and order and protect the citizens, both Democrat and Republican and otherwise that are in those cities and those states. So President Trump is surging, and that's the word they're using here, authorizing a surge of federal agents into cities plagued by violence, including Chicago. Capital murder of the USA. Interesting. So you're going to have federal agents and federal police implementing uh, arrests at a federal level. And this strategically handicaps and bypasses the local corrupt uh, Soros-funded, in many cases, district attorneys like the Kim Gardners of the USA. So this gets it in a federal court. If necessary, they can use uh, rioting and, and terrorists. Sorry, I had a quick interruption there. You know, so they, they could basically hit them with federal charges, including sedition and terrorism and all that, in order to uh, take this away from the Democrat-controlled local government and put this in a federal court, giving us a different way to deal with these 
otherwise untouchable Democrat paramilitary serfs. That's what they really are. They're, they're paramilitary in the sense that they're like Hitler's brown shirts. But they're serfs in the sense that what they advocate would essentially make everyone serfs to an ultra-powerful uh, oligarchy. A communist, you know, central party like the CCP of China. That's that's their dream model, a lot of them. Now, uh, continuing, we have, of course, pushback, as you can imagine. Uh, we have people like the DA of Philly, who is saying that he will prosecute uh, stormtroopers, and that's the words that they're using, these stormtroopers, sent by President Trump. So, you know, you're going to have a battle between local prosecutors trying to uh, arrest and enforce laws against federal police. It's going to be very interesting how that turns out and shakes down in the courts. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to go, but certainly it's a fight we need to have. They can't be allowed to just rig the election and let rioters hurt people. And why? Just because they don't like their politics. They don't agree with them. Or because their own crimes are coming out. So this is just one off. There's going to be a lot of other incidents of this. You're also seeing uh, Kim Gardner's district attorney office going after the, I think it's the McCloskeys, and they stood out there and they stood up to the mob that were on their property and they had their guns. And not only did they arrest the people defending their property, but they then disassembled the gun and reassembled it to make it operable in the case of the lady's pistol. And um, they're using that to try to call it a deadly weapon. And in reality, it was not. They had, uh, they had made it inoperable. So this is uh, rigging the evidence even to prosecute people that you don't agree with. And I don't even think that those guys are Republicans. I think that those were actually Democrats defending their property. So, you know, this is a, uh, a really good wake-up moment for everyone else. It's time to walk away if you're still on the left. Now, we also have Mnuchin saying that the stimulus package will not be a bailout for mismanaged states. Now, this is important. Now, as, as Q has talked about, as I've, I've kind of kicked this topic so many times as well, but it's important to remember the corona hoax benefits not only China, but the Democrat Party in a dozen ways, okay? And one of those is that the Democrat states and cities are largely bankrupt. They need more money. They can't steal from their own uh, per, uh, serfs and peasants anymore. They can't steal from their own citizens anymore because they'll they'll just destroy the whole system and collapse it if they take any more. They've just taken so much. And that's why everybody knows that these are very crooked, corrupt, and, and expensive places to live. It's not because they're that great. It's because the corruption makes it that expensive. Um, now, on the other hand, okay, you've got uh, cities and states that are not necessarily, I'm not saying Republican-controlled, but they're not mismanaged in this way that seems to be largely associated with Democrat corruption, and they're not responsible for bailing them out. So it should not be a federal bailout of a local Democrat corrupt area that's been mismanaged. So that's what the Democrats are hoping for. President Trump, Mnuchin have figured out a way around it. They're going to cut out the corrupt local uh, government and give that money to the people. And I think they're basing like a percentage of uh, salary, like 70%.
So uh, continuing, we also have polls from battleground states showing that President Trump is beating Joe Biden. Frankly, I don't trust almost any of the polls because most of the mainstream polls that are well-known and you know supposedly, quote-unquote, respected uh, have always been rigging it against President Trump since the beginning. That's why you got 98, 99% chance that she's going to win. Ridiculous, unbelievable nonsense when Hillary couldn't fill up a gym, just like Joe Biden. I actually think she was more popular than he is, believe it or not. But, um, you know, these polls are often oversampling Democrats, 30, 40% extra, just to get that uh, sweet number that they want. They, they, choose the number they want, and then they find a way to rig the stats to get it. So, you know, just oversample Democrats until you get to the percentage of Democrats that you need in order to get the percentage of the vote on a poll up to where you want it to be. So that's how they play the game. Fox News is just as bad as everyone else. That's why you have uh, polls saying that the majority of the country favors impeachment or, or Joe Biden is winning by a landslide. <laughs> or they're even that they're neck and neck. They're not neck and neck. Joe Biden can't fill 1% of President Trump's traffic and probably not even 10% of President Trump's vote because, you know, he is getting all of the Democrat Party support right now. But even then, probably not. And I would be really shocked if it was over 20%. Now, continuing, there is a uh, new news marker and the whole story of uh, mass layoffs of fake news. I was trolling Will Sommer about that recently. He um, he called me and uh, I guess put out a hit piece article about Q, but also wanted my opinion on uh, kind of what Q movement was going to do in response to being mass banned from Twitter. And anyway, so I, I kind of joked with him a little bit. And I, I love to give these guys crap. I really do. And I do it in a nice and respectful way. But I really like to, to poke fun at fake news. So I always remind them, hey, how are those mass layoffs going? And are you starting to worry about your job yet? And I, uh, I tell them things like, you know, the, the first people that turn and blow the whistle against their, their peers here are going to be heroes and forgiven. Everybody else is going to have, like, career problems because no one's going to want to hire the fake news liars. You know they're they're burning down their their careers and their personal um, reputations with these companies, and that's burning down with them. So I think it's a it's a joke, but it's also very true. And then newsroom job cuts are up 170 percent through June, worst on record. That's amazing news. Okay, that's great news. That means that the fake news are having a hard time. No one trusts them anymore. No one supports them anymore. That's why we keep having mass layoffs of the fake news. I mean, they can't even maintain their staff. They're cutting back. They're scaling down operations. That's with all the George Soros billions coming into the left-wing causes. Interesting, right? So, continue, and, and I keep saying it is a silent war. We are winning. There's reasons to be optimistic. But if you listen to the fake news, if you're on the controlled big tech where they they use the algorithm to skew and censor and and cherry pick, it's it's difficult to be optimistic sometimes. It's, it's easy to get low morale and burn out because it seems like we're losing. And when you look at some of the things that the left are going for, 
I mean, my gosh, they will basically be separating everyone's kids from them, uh, putting everybody in their own padded cell um, where you have no contact with anyone else without permission. I mean, that's in essence what many of them are doing. And look at look at what's going on with Broward County. It's like an hour from where I live in Florida, uh, near the Gulf, and and Broward is telling people to wear masks within their own home, even if they're alone. They're making plans to take people's family and quarantine them away from each other. Okay, you know what that means. People kick in your door and take your loved ones. Okay, so there's. There are certainly places you would not want to live right now in this tense time. So continuing, um, nearly one-third of Americans do not believe coronavirus death toll is as high as reported. So when you see things like this from the polls, it's interesting because um, it's a little bit of truth shining through. I, it's probably a lot better than that. It's probably more like half or more do not really believe the coronavirus death toll is as high. Um, but it's also shrinking where more and more people are disbelieving. So that's a good uh, trend. And also, it's going to be difficult for them to force through a lie with so many people awake to it, I think. Now, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, uh, all sort of work together, collude and shut down President Trump's campaign texting program. It's temporary, but still we are seeing all sorts of efforts on the back end to um, have errors, mistakes, uh, reasons to not allow, uh, you know, shadow bans, temporary things, you know, just anything they can do to slow or stop President Trump's social media game, so to speak. And he has a strong one. He's very powerful on social media. His team have done really incredible things on a budget and uh, they deliver really good results for him on social media. But, you know, they if the left goes bankrupt, suddenly big tech comp companies don't want to allow political ads, you know. Uh, but they still allow left-wing political ads in a low-key way. They just don't allow right-wing political ads. And then they keep censoring President Trump's tweets, um, accusing him of various things like encouraging violence and everything else. So... We are in a really uh, difficult situation where the President Trump, the President of the United States, with the majority of the, the people's support behind him, including the military and the police, is having a civil war of a, of a tiny minority of infringed power elite who are trying to just destroy, and they're, they're going scorched earth. They don't care about what happens to the country. They're all super wealthy anyway, most of them, or they're ideologues. They actually believe this is going to end up in some sort of utopian communist society, and that just isn't how it ends. Um, usually they're the first ones to get killed by the, the, the tyrants later, is the, the brown shirts. They know too much, and if they ever turn, they're like a George Orwell to them. They, they, they know too much, and they become effective truth-tellers. George Orwell was a socialist, remember? Until he wasn't, until he saw too much on the inside... So it's very interesting to see all of the big, powerful companies that are really trying to come out and uh, stop President Trump. Some of them are overt. Um, some of them are very covert, but they get caught, like Google and Facebook and all of the Project Veritas undercover stings where you have people in these companies 
openly admitting their anti-Trump hate, bias, agenda, plans, organization, and conspiracies. And uh, I'm leaving a lot out, I'm sure. So, it is a far-reaching and vast conspiracy involving many companies. Not a theory, but we're seeing it happen. This is reality, and it's being played out before us. It's history now. Conspiracy history, I guess, is the new, the new word. So, Communist China is also preparing its military to overtake Taiwan. And this is not an idle warning. This is actually from some top Taiwanese officials... Um, I don't want to say his name wrong, but uh, Foreign Minister Joseph Wu. And um, it's very interesting to see this because we know, I've reported recently, China is doing military exercises. They're building up forces there. That's not new. They do that all the time to scare Taiwan. But they did just take Hong Kong. They're desperate to save face. They they may be trying to, to do what they can now before collapsing, or they may be trying to go all in on this uh, effort against the West. So I don't know if they're going to move against Taiwan or not. If they do, it's war. It's World War III because the U.S. has a defense pact with them and we have to help defend them. So it's going to be very um, difficult because by the time we get over there, they've probably already taken the island. They're, they're 100 miles off the coast of China. So continuing, another reason that I think this might just happen, Pompeo basically just called for the people to rise up against China. And when you do that, <laughs> I mean, dictators are already kind of paranoid as it is, but when you start speaking around them and you go to their people and you start saying uh, things like uprising, then, and, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that he said those exact words, but my point here is that he wants to uh, empower the people. His exact wording was, uh, must also engage and empower the Chinese people. But we read between the lines. We know what that means. That means give them the ability to resist the tyranny and, uh, and get information flow other than the Communist Party. You know, they have that iron grid lockdown on the internet over there. Everything's uh, firewalled and the great firewall of China. So he's essentially boiled down threatening China here, but also China and their history of wanting to save face, the, the face concept. For those of you who are not familiar with that, check it out sometime. You can probably still find this one on even Google, even though they censor almost everything else. Uh, look up Chinese face culture. And you'll find something that explains the concept pretty well and, and in depth. But essentially, it's ego and it's reputation. And those things are hyper-amplified. Um, there's a lot less forgiveness for mistakes. Uh, and, you know, if you've got a bad mark on your reputation, it, it could be very bad for you in Chinese culture. So face is very important. People will kill you uh, in China, in some cases, if you dishonor them in public. So uh, it's not a, you know, not everyone will do that. Some people are more mature than that, but it is not a, a, a shirk it off kind of society. It is a get even, eye for an eye kind of society. And that's important to understand from a fundamental psychological perspective in dealing with the Chinese, in a, you know, in general, especially their government. Uh, 
you know, the Chinese invented the art of war. And um, especially in dealing with what he is saying, okay? We've already had some pretty loud shots driven to, uh, or, or delivered to China. We had that um, famous uh, speech by Pence. Well, I don't know if it's famous, but I know that it was really powerful, and he spoke against China and standing up to them in um, over an hour, I think it was, 45 minutes at least, and it was really, uh, really interesting turning point because no one had really stood up to China in that way yet, and he had started to really uh, embolden the narrative. I think the, 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 the rhetoric really got sharp around that point. Anyway, so I, I just want to comment on this because this could really embolden China. It could drive them to do something a little more drastic than we might expect. Um, it could make them unpredictable, or it could make them predictable. I just want people to be aware that this is a... Um, a potential catalyst. Um, so continuing, we also have uh, Joe Biden's plans for America's suburbs. He wants to reenact one of Obama's failed mistakes where they had really not gotten it going yet, called affirmatively furthering fair housing. So this wants to uh, essentially, one of the things that this would do is put affordable housing uh, smack in the middle of normal you know, rural and suburban neighborhoods. Um, if there's a, uh, a nice neighborhood there, you get a sky rise. And that way, um, minorities who maybe are uh, disenfranchised by the system or whatever the talking points of the left will happen to be at that time, you know, they use this for votes and control, um, they will be able to choose to live out in the nicer part of town or the suburbs whether they can afford it or not and whether um, you know irregardless of, of of anything else it's basically it's a handout for people based on skin color and um, I'm really tired of all of these race-based laws I mean it's all about race with the left because that's their Marxist divisionary divide and conquer tactic but at the end of the day, it essentially means everybody ends up paying for um, poor black Democrat voters and to some extent others. And they use those to riot and burn and loot down the city, whereas everyone else of all skin colors, including blacks, should not have to pay extra taxes to accommodate people of any skin color. Okay, you shouldn't steal from one to give to another, especially based on skin color and especially where the primary incentive is to enslave, control, and harvest their votes. It's really a sad um, mark in human history that we have to even talk about this issue, but this is where they wanted to take us. They really wanted to, if not, put you in the coffin apartment in the uh, mega city and shut down the the rest of the world, Agenda 2030 style. If not, they want to bring the coffin apartments to you and bring them to your neighborhood and flood probably with imported third world radical Islamist immigrants. That's just a wild guess. Now, I want to also lead with some, or finish with something that's very, very interesting. This is a very short clip on CNN, and this lady seems kind of nervous. 
Um, I, I'm going to put this out there for you guys to let me know what you think in the comments. But the key word here is human trafficking. Thank you for Jeff in the Matrix there for catching this one. Let's listen. And, you know, my understanding for what they plan on doing in Chicago is actually sending um, DHS and then also ICE troops, uh, uh, folks, um, to come after uh, uh, so-called uh, human trafficking. Um, uh, and so they're not even coming to work on gun violence. Um, uh, you know, this, they're there. And what are, they, what are they coming for? Do you work? What are they coming for? Indeed. So they're including ICE, and they're going after human trafficking, among other issues. Isn't that interesting? So maybe behind the scenes, some of these human smugglers and even worse, these child traffickers for sexual and profit purposes, and there is some overlap. You know, a lot of these uh, human smugglers will traffic in children or smuggle them into the country, and um, some of them will do it for the for the cartels to then pimp them out as child trafficking victims. You find all those uh, those poor victims like underwear and bras and things tied to, to trees where the coyotes, as they call them, the smugglers rape them on these rape trees south of the border. And the wall's uh, starting to solve that problem. Now, um, I'm going to close out with saying we are pushing back against the darkness. Things are at their darkest now, I think, but it's really, as the saying goes, darkest before the dawn. We are really starting to see um, America wake up. They're starting to not be as afraid of the coronavirus. They're not trusting the fake news. They're voting President Trump, probably five to one, and at the very least, I would say. And it's starting to create something that's going to be a different world. We're starting to see that emerge now. People don't believe it yet because the bad guys are still walking around for the most part. There's a few arrests that we've already seen. But after those arrests have started to happen, and after some of those effects start to, to trickle down through the system, like some of these deregulation actions and cutting taxes, when those things start to really take effect, we're going to have a better world, folks, but we're not there yet, and we have to fight for it and resist this attempted takeover by what we still can admit are very powerful forces of darkness, like George Soros, the Democrat Party, and the Deep State, and Big Tech, apparently our telecom companies as well. Um, I'm tempted to start up the, the cell phone thing now and, and do like a cell phone startup and have Patriot cell phone service just to, to compete with those guys because they shouldn't have done that to President Trump. But we're up against a lot of Goliaths, not one. But here's the thing. We're not just one David. We're millions of Davids. So we can take on a lot of Goliaths, folks. We outnumber them massively, and we are going to win this thing. The silent majority is bigger than ever. And I appreciate everybody who has uh, stuck around to the end of the video. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you very much for your support. Please consider liking, sharing, and supporting Justin Nemos out.